Hey there, Brandon. Hey, how are you doing? Good. All right. So we're live now. Um, we're joined today by somebody, uh, a person that's been in NBC's The Night Shift and a couple AMC shows like Longmire and Graves. And you also acted with the likes of Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington in Magnificent Seven, correct? Yes, and a few more, uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, some other wonderful people as well. That's so cool. And I, I'm extremely honored to have you uh, give me the time, of your, you know, give me your time, get to know you a little better. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So, my pleasure. All right. So um, do you have any social media accounts that you, tip, you know, besides Holiness, because I met you in Holiness, uh, do you have anything else that you typically go on and uh, interact with people on? Oh, yeah. I mean, Holiness is my favorite. Uh, as you probably know, it's just wonderful people and easy to interact on. It's, it's my favorite for personal interaction with fans and meeting people. But of course, Facebook, I'm on there as uh, Danny Wynn Actor. And on Twitter and Instagram as Real Danny Wynn. And, and I believe is Real Danny Wynn as well. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, um, I like what you said about Holiness. That's what the first thing I noticed is that um, everybody's there to promote everybody and just be nice to each other, essentially, um, and not be so hateful. Uh, me and my my wife, she's gone to the kids. Now, usually she joins me for the podcast, but she really wish she could be here. Um, oh, no Sister Sarah today? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Tell her hello for me. Absolutely, I will. She's uh, super jealous right now, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got to from time to time, right? Absolutely. Keeps them interesting. Not interested, rather. So, <laughs> uh, so let's see. I was going to ask you something, and I totally forgot. Oh, it says you're a stuntman. Yeah. Okay. Do you still do stuntman stuff, or was that younger years, or...? <laughs> I like the younger year thing. Uh, I've actually I've moved real quickly in this business, so it wasn't that long ago. But um, I actually started out with stunts. I had a friend of mine who was into this, and he was breaking into stunts. And I had ran my own business uh, up to the point that I uh, got into the film industry. And he'd always tell me to try to get in with stunts or this and that. And I said, well, I said, you know, to break in, I said, that's not going to pay my bills. I said, owning the company that I own right now helps, you know, helps feed me pay off my house and pay the mortgage whatnot and, but he tried for a year and a half and finally i got into it and uh mm -hmm. things moved real quickly so i did more stunts then um i enjoy it though i've always been kind of a daredevil through life i mean i'll take on any challenge uh there's not there's nothing i won't do when it comes to adventure or try so i did more and uh now a lot of times you know being a sag actor and everything there's there's depending on the production there's issues with that at times with insurances and whatnot so i don't do as much anymore the last uh one of the last films i did hyde park which is releasing here late spring summer um lionsgate picked it up it'll be out in theaters um my only stunt work there was you know getting shot out of a chair losing my arm but it's still a fun stunt i mean you have to fly out of the chair and land the same spot about six different times for all the different camera angles and uh, I, I really still kind of love that and I'd like to be able to do more um, than what I'm allowed to at times. I had to pull some strings to get allowed to do that. But uh, but I still try to do what I can. Wow, that is excellent. And uh, I didn't mean anything by the younger years comment. It's just I was reading up about you and there was no like frame of reference, like time frame, you know, and it, I did hear yeah, that I, very quickly. In this I like it that way. I like it that way, Brandon. And I took the younger years as a compliment. 
<laughs> oh, did you? Oh, well, that's better than I, I almost, uh, you should have seen me. My face went white as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, so I also read that um, you took time away from the performing arts to raise kids as a single father, which I commend. I have five of my own. I'm not single, but I have five kids. I understand how uh, how hard that would be. And I was wondering how you did that. You know, I, I thought maybe you'd made a big uh, career for yourself in acting and then tore away from that to do, you know, raise your kids and then come back to it. No, it was actually, it was an ambition that I was moving forward on and had several opportunities. And, um, but I hadn't gone full force into it. I had had some training college and whatnot but when that came around um you know i didn't want to be a starving artist or have starving children lord knows you know raising as you know kids can be kind of rough on expenses and everything as well in many ways shapes and form but uh, so i just stuck with what i knew was going to make me money so i uh, sold business dealerships and i was in construction for many many years and then uh it wasn't until they pretty much uh, grown up and, and on their own that uh, that I went back into this. It's actually been about three years now. Wow. And you're fully sustained on acting? Like, you know, you're fully... Oh, yeah. Full-time actor. Like I said, it moved it moved really quick. And uh, I just got a lot of recognition uh, directly and personally with directors. And actually, I, I won't name them, but there's some that I have actually have good friendships with now. And we chat a bit. And if we're in the same area, we'll meet up. Um but everything was just, you know, I always believe that when you can you take what the universe gives you, follow what it's telling you to do. And when this came along, if the kids were growing up and it was directing me back to uh, that love and passion by these compliments and these people telling me these things, I said, you know, I, I, I just better do this. Everything's telling me to do it. And the only thing that's going to stop me right now to finally go for it is, is myself. And I've never been that kind of person. So um, went full bore and uh, shut down the company. And uh, it's like I said, it's been uh, it's been amazing. It's been truly amazing. Um, kind of a success story, actually. What a blessing. So, that is excellent. Yeah. And uh, for a perfect person, too, you're willing, like you said earlier, you're uh, not afraid to take risks and everything. And I believe that that's one industry that, you know, you just have to take risks. You just have to go for it. And, uh, I think yeah, I think you have to take risks in anything in life, yeah. you know. If if, if and, and it takes a certain person, and not not really like an it doesn't take an exceptional person, but it takes a certain person who's not afraid to try something new and who actually wants more. You know, some people are just happy with with uh, a day to day, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people just always want to excel and do more or be better. And and for me, it's not so much. Um, in this business, trying to be famous or prove anything, it's like I'm my worst competition or my best competition. You could say I only I only compete against myself to be the to the better person than I was before. But uh, I mean, anybody can do that just to have that drive to always look for something bigger, something better, but for themselves, not to please other people. Just to you just want to please yourself. And I've always been one of those people who uh, never stops learning, always wants to learn more, can le never learn enough, can never experience enough in life. You know. In this lifetime, we go around one time, and I want to do everything there is out there that I'm capable of doing. And I and, and I think I, a lot of people are like that. And, I, and at times, I wish more people would be like. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like too many people nowadays are just uh, complacent and just comfortable in their own muck. I guess you'd say. And uh, yeah, that's true. There needs to be more dreamers out there. That's for that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was reading that you're a method actor. Um, could you explain to me what that is a little bit? Because I'm really not versed on the terminology. There, you know, there's different variations of what people could call method acting, and that depends uh, 
whether it's you learn from Stanislavski, who was a Russian theater actor who started, I think, the, the notoriety of method acting way long ago. And then Stella Adler, um, who I believe was one of his students, took it a different direction. And another older actor, I forget his, he's long past, um, Lee Strasberg, I believe, um, took it a different direction. And then, of course, as, a, as more of the teaching direction off the basis of method acting. And then Marlon Brando, I guess, would be one of the first more well-known method actors. And for me, it's a variation of all of their teachings. Method acting for myself is you, oh, you, you, you or there's a lot of actors, which, which I call character acting. And it doesn't mean you, you play small characters. You're basically yourself doing a role. So there's not a whole lot of differences in you. It's, it's what, let's say if I was a character actor, it'd be Danny that you'd know every day. I would just turn it to the moments, if it's an angry moment or a dramatic moment, of how Danny would act in those moments. All right, that's more of a character acting. Where method, you take those feelings that you've lived through or experienced that I call it from the inside to the outside. You take those inner things that bring you to a point and then you take the character as you envision it from the outside and you meld these two together. So you're not really yourself in that role. You actually become that other person. It's, 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 it's a funny mix. And then for me, it's that. And then I call myself instinctual more than anything to where, and Brando was a little bit like this, although I never followed him much, but as I got into it, I learned more. Um, that he never wanted to be over rehearsed. And I'm the same way, even, even in auditions when I have to do them, I want to, I want to do it in the first one or two takes, especially on a self tape on a self tape. You can do as many as you want to, but the, the best part is when the instinct just comes out, your instinctual way to react to that character, who that character is. And, and on set, especially, um, you know, when you, before a take starts, there's not as much rehearsing as a lot of people think, Everybody envisions actors are sitting there before the take goes on and they're going through lines. They've probably been through them the day before or things like that. That actually doesn't happen. You, uh, you'll get into place and, you know, they'll be setting up the cameras, getting them fine-tuned in the locations and, and what they want at that point for that scene or that take of that scene, that camera angle. And you might do a quick rehearsal with the, with the actor across from you. Um, I don't like to do that too much. You know, if they, and a lot of times it's not even done. A lot of them are like me. They just rather go in and knock out that line because you're getting, you're getting more of a real flavor to it to where it doesn't look overacted. So I'm I'm like method instinctual and, and, and the people I've worked with directors, especially my bigger roles, like on the crossbreed and Hyde Park appreciate that. And actually I just got word this past week that uh, I'm being picked up for their next, uh, each one is different, different director and production, but they're picking me up. They want me in their uh, upcoming movies. So I'm excited about that as well. But they, they like that out of the gut instinctual uh, realness that I offer. So that's a little bit of my, my take on method acting as I see it. And you'll find that a lot of people see it differently, but basically essentially it's, you are just not being yourself in that moment, you know, like Danny Wynn being angry. It'd be Danny Wynn, totally somebody else just using a feeling that he would have inside that would get him to that moment, but something totally on the outside of him, whether it's the look, your demeanor, your accent, anything, you're just really somebody different than what you are in that moment. Wow. So some of the scenes that I see in shows and movies, something like that, some of those uh, emotions and looks on their face for 
actually genuine, and that's why they come off as so genuine because it's it's the first time you're doing something, and it's not a dried out old line that you're exactly. Doing. That that's interesting. Exactly. I didn't even think of that. You know, and it's like, you know, it's like okay. compare it to things in your life, whether it's an interview or a conversation you're going to have with your wife. Um, you may prepare for it, prepare for it. You got it down, but man, when it comes out, it just ain't real as much as it would be if it's straight out of the heart, like writing a poem, you know, a poem comes straight out of the heart. If you overthink it, it doesn't come out as smooth anymore. Right. And that, that's what I try to do for the podcast. I try to make a couple bullet points that I'm going to talk about. And that's it. Like literally I have four bullet points and I hope to fill it more at least 30 minutes with you. Um, I wanted to be just organic and free flowing and I don't want it to sound too scripted and just, you know, da 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 you know, going through steps and segments. I don't want to. Do yeah. That. And I, I like that in my Huntington Huffington post interview, uh, Eileen Shapiro was the same way in a lot of ways. And I, I think it's, I think it's nicer if people are going to listen to it and whatnot, give them something real to listen to. As you can tell, I'm just going off the cuff here and rambling right along with you. <laughs> and that's what I hope you do. And, uh, it's a lot easier to uh, talk to people because I thought I'd, I'm a super shy person and I, I thought it would be uh, very hard for me to, to talk on something like this and to uh, use this medium as the way I wanted to, but it's actually been surprising that you're actually my third uh, interview. So thank you so much. And uh, it's going all right. Um, I actually, uh, this microphone just showed up like two minutes before the podcast started. So I'm actually very happy about that. The other ones are pretty poor sound quality. <laughs> Right, cool. I hope I hope mine's okay. I was driving and I pulled over here, so I just got the phone propped up on the dashboard. Um, it's funny you mentioned about shyness. I'm actually very shy. Have been have been all my life, but uh, for like speaking with you or put me in front of a camera, and I'm not shy. That's so interesting. You know, well, I'm a. Um, I guess I can relate. I'm a process server uh, full time, probably sixty or more hours a week, and I'm a shy person. But you know, you put that paper man in my hand and get me in front of the door, and I'm just talking away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully you'll never have to serve me yeah, no. <laughs> that would be that would be terrible wouldn't it that's what everybody yeah, says when i tell them i don't get it <laughs> i stay out of trouble oh that's good that's good that's why i tell you don't be mad at me you know it's your issue it's your fault i'm here <laughs> hey i got a job it's like my brother was in law enforcement you know i was like hey it's a job i got my job i gotta do my job right well, a person like me, I, I don't have a GED or high school diploma or anything, and I make uh, decent money. I mean, I support five kids on my own, so and very well. So, I mean, I do good. I just had to find my niche in life, my niche in life you know. Well, I think, that's, I think that's what it is, Brandon, with so many people. It doesn't matter what your schooling is. It's like, uh, for me, I've been approached by certain actors, and they thought I went to Juilliard or something. And they were amazed when I didn't. And they said, how did you become such a great actor? I said, well, I took some training. I said, but it's it's." It, it's my years of life. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what degree you have. It's the experiences that you've had and how you, how, how I bring it to the camera. Right. And that's very interesting. I think it's that way. Anything. You look at so many successful people, they don't necessarily have a degree. I mean, hell, uh, well, the owner of Wendy's, God bless him, passed away some time ago. But I think he, what, he wasn't over the fifth or eighth grade education. Wow. Yeah. I guess money doesn't care about your education. <laughs> And Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders struggled and struggled. What? I don't think he came up to with his first uh, uh, boiling under pressure device till he was 53. And that's when he started his first uh, restaurant doing fried chicken. He was a failure and everything he tried until that time. So for other people, too, who maybe feel it's too late in life, it's never too late. That's true. huh? Yeah, I always thought maybe uh, maybe Colonel Sanders would want to pick maybe a more youthful 
portrait of himself for his company, but that makes sense why it's uh, an old gray man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so what, what is one of the most, I had to ask this, I actually wrote this down. I had to ask you, what is the most craziest uh, moments on set? Uh, obviously something you can talk about. <laughs> oh, you know, I think everything about the business is kind of crazy. So I could say every moment's crazy. Um, that's a good question. It's for me, it's just, it's just all fun. If there's something crazy, they could be crazy in a way that I don't appreciate, which I won't talk about. Um, and it has nothing to do with good professional actors. It probably has to do with one uh, uh, starting actor that wasn't too good on set, didn't behave well. But um, that's kind of it's kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy to see how that's tolerated so much. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, some yeah, <laughs> it was crazy on some scenes, like when we were on the, being under artificial water for sixteen hours in about fifty degrees weather at night for all the different, it takes a lot to make one scene. A lot of people don't realize that a scene that may last a minute can actually take a day or two to perform. What do you mean by artificial water? Well, they bring out three tanker trucks with uh, huge sprinklers that sit up about 30 feet high and it's supposed to be raining. And when it rains, it drenches you. You're doing the scenes, you're soaking wet. You don't, uh, you don't change and dry off. Um, you pretty much stay wet. Sometimes they'll keep the sprinklers running while they do some resets. Sometimes they'll shut them off. But then when you're in 50 degree weather, uh, I guess doggone chilly. So that's kind of crazy, but see like something like that. I still enjoy It's something I enjoy about the business, but for other people out there, they all, they think that, uh, you're a SAG actor, speaking actor, principal actor that you don't go through those hardship moments. And you actually do. It's, it's, uh, it's everybody thinks it's a glamorous business. It's not, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of research, uh, continual research, but so that's kind of like a crazy moment. That's crazy fun. So go, going back to, um, uh, you talking about just being, uh, just instinctual and off the cuff. Do you think that, I mean, not only for time's sake, but just for, you know, any other reason, do you think that directors tend to like that more about a, an actor or do you think they wouldn't rather have the, the scene perfected first or, um, you know, that depends a lot. I think on, it depends on the level of the director, maybe his successes in life and the confidence of the director. Um, the majority that I work with, they don't, unless there's a problem with my counterpart, um, they enjoy getting through it, even though digital the, the, or the, the technology now where there's not film, actual film being used anymore. I think sometimes you end up retaking too much because digital's cheap. You know, they just load up, load up memory devices and, and keep going. Whereas film used to be what a dollar a frame or more than that. And so you, they really liked, especially then. Let's get it. Let's knock it out. Let's do it right. Um, but yeah, I think your more confident ones. They, they, if it's what they want, boom, they see it. They got it. And uh, and my last two that that's uh, especially Nicholas Barton. He's a he's a newer but very confident uh, director and he knows what he wants. He reminds me a lot of Ron Howard. Um, and there's good communication. So before you go in, like I'll sometimes talk with the director a little bit before a scene and say, Hey, look, I see this a little bit this way. Um, you know, I always hit them personally. I don't want to hit them on set in front of everybody and say, I, I feel with me, you know, without changing lines too much or anything, but just, you know, I'll go over my emotion, what I want to do with it. 
without rehearsing it. I stay away from that as much as possible, as I said, but just tell them, tell them where I want to go with it. And once they give me the green light on that, then boom, I go in, you knock it out. And then it's pretty much quick. And you, but you know, you got, you got one scene, you know, you don't have three cameras rolling at the same time. You got one camera doing this angle, a full angle of both people say it's a two, two person scene. Um, so you take that couple times and then they reset to a close-up of me then they reset to a close-up of the other actor then you got it from the other angle so there's actually six takes when you're watching a movie or a television show you think it's like maybe one or two cameras they were all set up and filming this and then they just kind of like edit it all together it's really not that way so the so you know, like going back to your question though i think that i think it depends on the director and uh the majority i think go for that if it feels right and then they kind of know where you're coming at it um, I think the majority of them like that. If it's real, I mean, it's like anything else. If it comes across right the first time, they're going to go. And, and I think most of the time they notice that that instinctual type, that instinctual moment, that moment is when it's hot is the moment. Um, but, you know, somebody could it could be a noise that throws somebody off. Firstly, nothing really throws me off. I don't pay attention to anything. I kind of get in my own little world. But, you know, then you might have to do a retake. Then let's do this. But, uh I think the majority of them, they, they like that efficiency. They like that rawness, that instinctual type. So uh, what was the very first uh, thing that you acted in or play, or had a part in um, that you were um, First thing I had a part in was actually the Night Shift, um, the NBC show. And it was supposed to be a possible recurring. Um, uh, I had a short line, we call it under five, a U5 line, which I won't do anymore. I cut that off very quickly because you, you can get cut too easily with that. Um, and that was pretty much, I was a fireman. It was like, get out of here, go, 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 you know, you know, moving people off. And they did keep that in the scene, but the reoccurring part never happened. And that's why I won't do under fives, U fives or one liners. Like it, it can get cut from the scene. Um, it never gives you an opportunity to be seen or noticed for your acting ability or, or move further. So that'd be the first one. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was like what we called an upgrade on that. I wasn't to have that line and then ended up uh, getting it. Yeah, and they kept it, like I said. So it was pretty cool. That's what I. That's like I say. The universe was telling me, "You better go back into this." Wow, that's excellent. And so after, because you, know, you know, I mean, you're not, you know, you didn't start from a child or whatever. I always wonder, like childhood actors, you know, they gather, you know, they get to be older, and like, it really skews the way you view like uh, media on TV, doesn't it? Like uh, instead of, it kind of breaks the third wall, is what I'm trying to get at, right? So like you're watching the movie and you see all these different camera angles and you recall your memory, you know stuff and it kind of brings you out of the moment doesn't it like i didn't hear you on that last part it kind of what oh i said it kind of brings you out of the moment doesn't it, it kind of breaks that third wall <sighs> for me it doesn't so you still enjoy movies just the same well <laughs> i do now i think when i first got into it i would always it, it affected me more um now it doesn't now i can separate it that makes sense when i, when I first started it's like, it's like no one the whole way it's shot and done and no one right around the corner corner off frame. This is going on. That's going on. And you kind of like start watching. Can you notice it? See that um, now I'm, I'm back to the joy of it. I have a hard time watching myself sometimes, but, um, but uh, for the enjoyment of a movie, knowing all that I know, it doesn't affect me anymore. It doesn't. I enjoy the movie. Well, the fact you watch yourself is, is good because uh, I, I can't even re-listen to episodes of the podcast. I do. I cringe. I'm like, oh my goodness. People <laughs> but then you know i ask other people and they're like you know it's great it doesn't sound like any other podcast it's fine you know it's it's real primitive i don't have an intro and all this fancy music and stuff yet but 
you know, I'm actually not even going to release this until a couple Mondays from now, just so I have time to. You asked, you actually asked me for an, uh, an edited copy, and uh, it really worried me. I said, Sarah, he's asking me for an edited copy. She's like, Oh my God, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to slap something together and get it. He's going to be my first edited show. <laughs> Well, I thought you said you do some editing, but not much. Although I don't prepare for editing. I was just a copy period. I didn't know if you edit it or not. And that doesn't matter. I try to watch what I say so that it doesn't have to be edited. Oh, um, yeah. No, yeah, same but uh, no, just a copy so that I'll be able to promote it. Now I, I can obviously probably pick that up wherever you post it. I just wasn't sure how soon you're going to post it. Oh yeah. A couple of Mondays from now, just so I'm not so hard pressed for interviews. This is the third interview, uh, fourth interview I've done. So, um, first one didn't count so you're the third <laughs> so, so i really appreciate that the first one was an absolute nightmare so uh this app the one i'm recording on if you're talking and i'm talking at the same time it does this real bad muffle like cancel out kind of thing and uh, it's really it's really off-putting so i'm trying to go to a better platform <laughs> um you ever look around at like the actors and just go wow like i'm, I'm i really did it i'm here i'm doing it you know that's funny um and I don't know how, who to well, attribute it to my dad, the way he raised me a lot. Both my parents that were married. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. They were married 54 years. My dad just always has this great insight and sayings, and he used to always talk about people. <clears throat> it wasn't so much actors and stuff. It's like, you know, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. If you go in for an interview or whatever, if I was nervous or even, you know, nervous about a teacher or anything like that, that was always the saying. So I never, even when I started, uh, intro into this field into this career I, I never had this awe um you know there, there are people that i already thought were fantastic actors but i didn't have this starstruck kind of quality like wow it's amazing i mean i barely get pictures with the people i act with and you'll find that we none of us really do that unless we're hanging out afterwards um a lot of other people run and get pictures of each other on set and stuff it's like a lot of us we, we really just don't spend time doing that we, we're in we have our talk time we have fun between takes get to know each other a little bit you know, off character and then just go into character. So I've never had that. There's, there's many that I admire and, and I look at their different techniques. I don't try to copy them or mimic them, but uh, I, I never get that. I never, I've never had that wow factor. That is interesting. You just never, yeah, I guess you're not like, Hey, I, I made it, you know, I guess that's what well, you know, my daughter, the same way. she goes, my daughter's like my assistant. In a lot of ways. She helps me out on social media. Halanis. My accent always has me say Hollandis. Hollandis, um, I'm always directly interactive with that. I just love that, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Facebook and stuff, she'll help me out on, on take care of posting a lot on that. Uh, but then she also helps me out in my uh, self-tapes, on my self-tapes. I don't have to audition as much anymore, but when I do, she helps me with that. And she's also on set with me. And she's the same way. You know, she's, she doesn't get starstruck at all. They're just... And I guess it's the way I raised my kids, maybe passed down the way my dad raised me, but you know, not to be, you can, you can admire somebody for the ability, but she's just not starstruck. She's not in awe of people. She tells her friends like, Oh my God, you met Luke Arnold from black sales. He's a heartthrob, you know, great guy. And she says, yeah, he's just, he's cool. Well, did you get a picture with him? She says, no. Why would I get a picture with him? Just hanging out, smoking a cigarette for crying out loud. What am I going to take pictures of us? You know, it's just, they're just all getting along like nobody's business. Right. I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all people and I wouldn't like it if someone was bothering me every 10 seconds for a picture. And I understand that. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm probably, probably and, and I can see why they, you know, I sometimes wonder like with them with background and stuff, they get a little bit, uh, 
seclusive a little bit. And I kind of get that because sometimes background can be overwhelming. Some are very polite. Some can just want to come up when you're trying to think about your character or something. Um, and myself, I always just kind of, I stay as humble as I can because I know a lot of them uh, when I'm local in certain areas and uh, try to get my time of day. But I can understand why people might want to separate from that because you get, you get treated differently. I, it's kind of funny when I started getting recognized, uh, I guess it was probably about a year and a half ago, I was going through DFW on the way to uh, New York for filming a old gig up there. And I got recognized on a, one of the trolleys going through DFW, taking you from one gate to the other. And it's really kind of uncomfortable. And I'm not even, you know, you know, I'm not Denzel. I'm not this huge actor, but it, it's kind of off-putting. People think it's kind of cool. It's, it's really not. You know, you might think it'd be cool to get recognized. And, and really, it's just, it, even at my stage, it's kind of off-putting. You're polite, but it, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I've, I've been asked that a lot. Do you, For all those people out there really listening to this, we'll let them know off the bat. It ain't that great of a feeling. <laughs> uh, do you ever feel weird introducing or like having like, say you're like your family members or like friends or whatever, like seeing you on TV? Does it, I mean, is it a good feeling, a weird feeling? And you're like, don't look at me or like. <laughs> no, no, no I, 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 the funny thing I get a lot is, you know, all my friends that whether they're, I've known for a couple of years or, or a lot of years, well, the ones I've known forever, my my good old buddies that I've known God since I was in my teens, <clears throat> they're kind of in awe, but that we don't talk much about it. And then you get some people that say, well, oh, give me your autograph now. And, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to be my friend for life. You don't need to get my autograph. It's like, not like I'm going anywhere. That's so that's funny. kind of my thing. You know, what's really funny is my mother hasn't barely, she hasn't seen anything I've uh, been in. Whoa. Yeah. That's funny. And she still says, but you know, are you making a living? I said, well, yeah, mom. She doesn't get it because she looks at me so much as as her son. You know, it's kind of funny when I started moving big too. My dad, uh, it was before he passed, and, and and that I'm gracious of. He had a chance to see things move, and he says, "What is it though? What's it like when you're acting?" I said, "I said it's, you're, uh, you're bringing out these things kind of like how I explained earlier with method acting." And about a week later, he looks at me. I was visiting up for a Sunday dinner, and uh, he says, "I get it now." He said, you're basically doing what we all want to do as children. You're just play acting like we all did when we were playing to be a pilot or pretending with our buddies. I said, yeah, that's pretty much it. I said, that's why kids make the best actors. They don't overthink. And that's what a lot of actors do, not popular ones, but a lot of people struggling. They overthink it. It's like, don't overthink it. Let it come out. That's where the instinctual comes in. Be a, be a kid again. Go back to those times as a child when you're a play actor. Or like me, I used to impersonate all these actors and things. Uh, and then my dad was in the military, so I had to do it for his officers' buddies whenever they were over for officers' dinners and call Danny down to entertain everybody when I was beat red and sweating because I was so shy. It's play acting. Beat red and sweating. People don't know to be a child. <laughs> uh, so I guess you got to have some type of uh, some type of inner child in you to be a to be an instinctual actor like that. Yeah. So that's why I say a lot, of people, a lot of people lose that. My parents and my mom's ninety now; she still has it. And, I, and all of her, all of my siblings still have it. We're all, we're mature, responsible adults, but we are, we, we don't forget what it's like to be a kid, to, to look at that sunrise and, and, and think that the, anything is possible, well, you know, that it's, the, the world, you know, people like that. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, 
I'm trying to wrap it up. I know you're in your car and everything, and I am for 30 minutes, and I got it, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad you let me learn, learn a little bit more about you, about you and everything like that. Uh, one more question before you go, though. Um, since you left construction in your business, have you ever thought about going back or ever missed it at all? Nope, not one bit. Not one bit. I didn't think so. To the universe. <laughs> well, I, I, wish you, I wish you many more successes um i'm gonna go ahead and uh go brag to my to my in-laws right now hey i just interviewed this guy i'm gonna go show him the magnificent seven right now so fantastic <laughs> so uh hey i hope i get to have you on here again um and uh thank you so so much from the bottom of my heart for giving, for giving me a chance to uh, interview oh my pleasure my pleasure and i'm glad to be an introduction to your uh your podcast future thank um you. and keep in touch you know, we got our personal emails. I don't give those out too often, so you keep it uh, to yourself. But keep in touch Absolutely. on the day-to-day, -day and, and I'll do the same in return. I'm honored. Thank you so much, Danny. You have a great day, okay? You as well, and say hi to your family for me. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.